it pains me to say this. I mean, it hurts. It physically hurts. But that person is correct. Yep, spot on from Josh Pay to 24-7 Sports. <sighs> That's normal. He does a good job. Oh, I hate saying someone is right. Oh, I know you Especially do. a national guy, Don't but he's right. Very often either. And I also hate the fact that it has to stay at the Cotton Bowl, but it does. <sighs> you cannot replace that atmosphere, man. You can't. I, I know I, it. Uh, uh, Jerry World. It would be a more comfortable, but if you're more comfortable, man, you just don't get, you don't get as loud. You got to be uncomfortable. You got to stand up. It like forces you to stand up the entire game. I, I don't know. There's yeah. something about that place. The metal bleachers. It's easy to make noise there. And and Jerry World, it is an impressive structure. There's no doubt about it. But it is one of the most terrible structures I've ever seen in terms of built for sound. It's so massive. It's so spread out. If you're sitting on one side of the stadium and the band's on the other, you can't even hear it. It, like, echoes that side. Like, it's not ever made to be nope. a great atmosphere. The Cotton Bowl is made for a, an amazing atmosphere. It's it, Jerry's world is... It's corporate is what it is. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's supposed to feel like it's nice to go overspend on all the things that you have to blow money on in order to get there, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna charge that much for food and beverages and parking and seats, it better be nice and comfortable and relaxing and air conditioned and great bathrooms and shops and all of that stuff. It's a great venue, but it's not for college football. Just not. I don't mind having a Big 12 championship game there. That's that's cool. That's fine. December, let's have that bad boy indoor. Like, text line's asking, would you want to play the Big 12 championship game in Kansas City occasionally? Well, I'm not really concerned about the future <laughs> of the Big 12, but I've uh, I've attended a couple Big 12 championships in Kansas City. It's the coldest I've ever been in my life, so I'm, I'm out on that one. Yeah, it was cold, but is it better? I mean, the stadium is better for sound. It makes for a better atmosphere. Like, name me, Teddy, name me a stadium, and that will be a better site for atmosphere than Jerry World. Yeah, I guess they all are. Um, it has a – because of it, the natural lighting in there, and it's hard not to feel like you want to take a nap whenever you're in that place, right? And Jerry just World, low, take yeah, a nap? Just, huh. Yeah. Just kind of lulls you to sleep with the the comfortable temperature and the it's just kind of almost dark in there and a little that, bit. And except that on the field, down every snap for a three yard gain to a running back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right. Good point. Yeah, I wouldn't mind moving it to Kansas City and the Cotton Bowl. Frankly, I would have no problem with it if I could just get the hell out of there whenever the game was over. <laughs> Good that, luck, buddy. That, that ain't is, happening. I know, but that is really the root of all of my issues with that place, the traffic afterwards. Yeah, no, it is, for my money, it's the greatest scene in all of college football. Like, like in between the lines, like nothing else compares to that. 
But, buddy, you got to earn that experience, don't you? No, they no don't doubt. make it. It's the best. You'll never see anything like it. Like, I can list off all the things that are great. But to get that moment, woo, there's a lot of stress before and after that comes along with it. Boy, hey, especially if it's an 11 a.m. kick, man. That game better be great, Teddy, because the hassle that comes along with getting there and leaving, no one would show up if it wasn't the greatest spectacle in all of college football. I know that they've got deep-fried everything surrounding the stadium. Deep-fried butter, deep-fried beer, deep-fried ice cream, anything you could ever ask for. What they need is an air-conditioned tent with uh, IVs that you pay like 100, 100 bucks a pop for. All right, Stop in there, get you a quick IV, take you a bag of fluid after the long night uh, the night before, and you're about to be out in the sun for about six hours. That's where the real money is. Yeah, well, there's, you know, a lot of people complained. Remember the, the uh, complaints last year about the concession lines being way too long at OU games, and, you know, they had to fix sure. that with, you know, and they did a good job, you know, fixing that, I mean, as well as they could. But the problem was because of a lack of workers, correct? Or at least that was one of the issues. Well, yeah, I think so. The Cotton Bowl looked like they had the same issue. Teddy, when I tell you it was impossible to get anything at halftime last year at that game, there, there's no way. Unless you wanted to wait in line an hour to get a bottle of water or a hot dog or whatever, there's no way it was happening. Um, it was unlike anything I ever seen. I didn't eat all day long either. I mean, the game's Woo. at 11 all day long. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I had this naive thought of, I'll, I'll just, you know, whatever. I'll just get something at the stadium. It's fine. Yeah. I, I did not eat until well after the postgame show. No way that, that was that's a That last year was a dangerous game to have no food uh, during all that emotion. Yep. Right? Yep. No food, uh, several beverages, I'm sure, sandwich in a can for uh, most of the afternoon. No, there was no beverage. I mean, that's the point. I couldn't get one because there's no place there. The lines are too long. If I, even if I wanted in, a beer. No, I didn't sneak in uh, anything. No fireball in the sunscreen no, bottle? No, um... The my normal play is the post game or the pregame show gets done an hour before kickoff, or at least that's the way that it's been up until this past season. Is get there or you know go down whatever and one beer and a corn dog real quick, and then you roll in. Yeah, yeah, right. That's right. Well, yeah. I just got a text message. You're supposed to hang around and drink beer and enjoy the victory and let the traffic dissipate. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what normal people do. I, on the other hand, try and run as fast as I can out of there. I don't know why. And he's not. I should. He's not being would funny. It, it would be way better on myself if I just like got a hotel and stayed. Oh, but God, I hate Texas, man. I hate Texas. I don't want to stay there another night. It's Teddy. The best night. The best meal of the year is the Saturday night meal in Dallas after, after a you win. win. Now, you're going to overpay for it, and I'm sure the sign outside is going to say, best steaks in Texas. And you might walk out <laughs> and in reality say, yeah, it wasn't the best steak I ever had. That was oversold a little bit. But it doesn't matter how good the steak is, man. You're there Saturday night after a win. You got a little sunburn on your face. It's the best yeah. meal of the year, man. It is. I know. So It's pretty awesome. I've been told my whole life that everything's bigger in Texas, and I've come to realize the only things bigger in Texas are egos and credit card statements. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 
That is it. No. Oh, man. Yeah, but the the soundbite you played is correct. It does have to stay at the Cotton Bowl. Um, man, if you think of – so when that moves to the SEC, you're going to have – like they've almost got the whole market on the biggest rivalries in college football at that point. Yeah. Only thing you're missing is like Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. So what? What's Alabama, Auburn's clearly there. I mean, even though Auburn has been fumbling around, I mean that's still considered one of the better ones. Um, OU, Texas, Army, Navy, Ohio State, Michigan, but like Florida, Georgia is very unique. Playing in Jacksonville every single year, LSU, Bama, especially when LSU's good. Like, yeah, they 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 will. And rumor is, and I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've always heard that Texas A&M and Texas is a big no, rivalry, they, even though they don't play each other. Yeah, that, that game is played on Twitter every single year. Well, we'll, we'll play it, <laughs> but A&M won't play it. And A&M says, well, we'll play it, but Texas don't want to play it. When in reality, neither side wants to play it, and they, it, it looks like an NBA basketball fight. Where everyone's jawing, but no one really wants to do anything about about it. And, oh, yeah, oh, it's going to be great for the SEC when A&M and Texas are playing together. Oh, yeah, because in the grand scheme of history in college football, a lot of uh, biggest games of the year or huge moments have been decided when A&M and Texas played. Oh, yeah, the thousands of countless times where that game has been a top 10 or top 15 showdown. Spare me, dude. That game has never mattered in the grand and scheme of college football. What the most, like the rest of the state, like the teams in that state, the most overblown rivalry in the entirety of the sport. No one cares about that. Yeah. I when is the last time they played? When AM left? Yeah, 2011. AM was a pretty big favorite in Texas won on a walk-off Justin Tucker field goal at Kyle Field. Yeah. Huh. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, awesome. that is a long time ago. Wow. Well, yeah. Reluctantly, I agree. Keep it at the Cotton Bowl. Oh, God. But Teddy's not being funny, though, when he says that he sprints out of there. He, like, wears a the hood over his head and walks out. He is deathly afraid of someone saying, Hey, Samaje run the ball well. What'd you think? What do you think of the running game today? He does not. He does not want right. to be. What's that. it like coming down that tunnel? It's a lot, man. Hey, were you at the game today? <laughs> uh, that reminds me of a funny story. Okay. The other day, I was at a gas pump, and since we've made fun of the Rocky Kalmus thing so many times, that. It still happens, but I can't tell if the person's joking or not because now anyone that listens to the show calls me Rocky and starts laughing. But I was at the gas pump the other day, and this guy asked me, uh, he said, hey, you're from Jinx, right? Oh, nice. It was the. I was like, I kind of paused for a second. And I was like, I was waiting on the, I'm just kidding. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm from Fort Gibson. He's like, who's from Jinx? I was like, you must be thinking of Rocky Campus. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> who I'm thinking of. 
<laughs> Fort Gibson always living in the shadow of uh, Jinx. I mean, Fort Gibson puts out a Butkus Award winner, and they still live in the shadow of the 6A school up the street. Ah, it's got to be tough. Well, they live in the shadow of the 6A school up the street and Fort Cobb because if they don't think I'm from Jinx, they think I'm from Fort Cobb. Never even been to Fort Cobb. I don't even know where Fort Cobb is. Uh, Fort Cobb was one of my big rivals in uh, high school. I can tell you exactly where it is. Well, you live in the shadow of Fort Cobb. I live in the shadow, and you've made this mistake before, and you used to do it as a joke. You haven't anymore, and that's why my blood pressure's down. Uh, Vernon, Texas for me. Where are you from? <laughs> Vernon. Oh, yeah, Vernon, Texas? I'm like, no. <laughs> as many people confuse Fort Gibson and Fort Cobb, that's what I have to deal with. And I don't know why it makes me so mad, but, God, it does. How many, how many times have you dodged saying that and just said Chickasha? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just Chickasha, man. Yeah, just Chickasha. <laughs> it's not worth a fight anymore. Uh, oh, that's great. Text line, okay. by the way. Yep. Um, that Texas-Kansas rivalry has been heating up lately. It has. That's um, Big 12's really going to miss that when Texas goes to the SEC. I know, man. I'll never, I'll never forget watching OU Texas for the first time with my mom on her 60th birthday. We won Baker to uh, DD. All right, it's cool. Nice. Uh, football was meant to be played outside. I hate watching games in domes. I agree. Totally agree. That, that's someone that's never been to Arrowhead for a uh, game in December, though. That's what I would say. I don't, it's it, domes are. It's just sleepy, man. I'm I'm telling you, it's comfortable. I think because it's comfortable, it just makes everyone sleepy. With... It's sleepy for the players, sleepy for the fans, sleepy on TV. With Houston coming to the Big Twelve, any chance the Big Twelve championship game moves there? I don't. I think it's always going to be Arlington, just because it's a more contract central uh, contract, central location. I yeah, I I would think it stays in Arlington. Yep, probably so. Hard to not like Jerry World when you've owned it the last ten years. I mean, they didn't That's play true. in it last year, but that is a fair point. That's true. They they have uh, they've made that their their second home. Funny you say that. OU Nebraska at Arrowhead was the coldest I've ever been in my life. Yeah, um, I didn't go to the OU Nebraska game at Arrowhead, but. I, I, this is a pro move, I guess, amongst Chiefs fans or fans that are normal, you know, used to staying out in the cold. Cardboard, cardboard, man. Yeah, I never, never would have known that, but that is the move. You put the cardboard under your feet. I guess the uh, it gives you a little barrier between the cold concrete. keeps helps keep your feet warm. Makes sense. It's like whenever I was a little kid and we used to go play snow football. I'd put. Uh, like Walmart trash sacks in my shoes to keep my Jeez. socks uh, dry. Were they scented trash Genius. bags? Were you running around with uh, some sort of a scent? <laughs> no, no, like the grocery bags that you get, I almost, like the grocery sack. I almost got kicked out of my own house a few months ago for that. My one job, Teddy, <laughs> was to go get uh, trash bags from the Walgreens down the streets, and God forbid I came back with scented trash bags and – Apparently, that was the biggest sin ever. So, I, I don't wow. know if that's a big deal to everyone, but it was an ordeal, and finally we ran out of those trash bags this past week. I think I'm finally off the hook. Wow. 
How about that? And uh, now, now you know. Huh? Scented trash is that, bags. Uh, is that a bad? Like, do you mind one way or the I other? I don't know. I what? What's the problem? She likes the smell of garbage or something, and doesn't want. <laughs> I guess the smell of those scented trash bags are worse than the actual trash that is put in the trash bags. At least in her yeah. eyes. It probably you probably get. A bad scent mixed with the garbage smell, yeah. and it just creates and something really... I, I guess to her point a little bit, it's, why are you trying to scent up the trash? Like, you're not going to make a trash bag smell good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man. Now you know. Lesson learned, right? Dude, I wrote, I wrote that one down with the reaction I got there. <laughs> that's a mental note that was taken. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. Remember, I've still got these tickets here. Awesome tickets. Uh, face value on each ticket is 50 bucks. Uh, OKC Dodgers game, May 19th, Thursday, May 19th. They're out at the Bud Deck located in left field. They include food and beverage. Awesome, awesome tickets for a uh, uh, Thursday night game out at Chickasaw Bricktown Ballpark. Come see us here at Newcastle Casino. Cave is Construction bringing you hour number two on a Friday. It is the rush on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, OU one win away from its 10th consecutive Big 12 championship in softball. And if Patty's happy, I am happy. That was a nice win over Oklahoma State last night, 7-1. And like she says, you got the early lead, but you built on it as the, uh, as the game went on. That's a nice performance all the way around. It was. I thought they looked sharp. Um, I thought they had a couple of really nice opportunities. Uh, uh, what they they got the bases loaded and really put the pressure on Oklahoma State and could have even you know done more damage. But could have been a run rule. Feel like they're yeah. hit away from a run rule. Yeah, I I think all in all it was it was really good. Now I've got some questions. All right, and this is more about Oklahoma State. I didn't see any of these things with Oklahoma. Doesn't mean that they're not there. But there's some batting stances with Oklahoma State that... I've never seen that before, before you even ask it. I have no idea what that was. Crossed legs in the batter's box. Yeah, never seen that before. Now, there's some. there's been some funky stance... In baseball over the years, Julio Franco, mm -hmm. one of the more memorable stands that we've seen. Craig Council from back in the day had an interesting one, but their feet are always, you know, no matter the interesting stance, the feet are kind of always the same. Whether it's a wide stance or a closed stance, the left foot is always in front of the right foot. That's pretty standard no matter what you do. I've never seen the two feet crossed over like they were last night. And I guess I could dive into some research. I really haven't. Um, I'm sure there's some reason for it. I mean, they're a top eight team, so it's has to be working somehow. But I, I don't, I, I don't get it. 
That's strange to uh, me. The strange is one word. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll stick with strange. I'd use something else. Now, that was one thing. There was another hitter. And Tyler, I, you know, hitting a hitting a softball like hitting a baseball, it is an it's an athletic feat, right? To be able to hit that ball that's moving that fast and moving all over the place, you've got to be in an athletic position to do it. That's why the crossed legs is so strange. But at least you uncross your legs, I guess, whenever you're about to take your swing. Now, there was a girl for Oklahoma State that her batting stance was she was standing straight up, uh, locked knees, standing straight up. The least athletic position you can be in. You can't do anything from that that position and that's her batting stance did you notice that did you see that yeah She's now now I'll, I'll say this that was strange the legs cross is definitely strange but it really doesn't matter what you do before the pitch is delivered it all matters like where you end up in your load it all matters like where that, your weight there your, was no load yeah and it was weird but if the if your weight still ends up on your lower half, on your back half, you're still going to be okay. If your hands are still back, you're going to be okay. But like you're saying, that wasn't always the situation there. We got a text from Chase in Orange County. He said that he heard the cross-leg stance was explained by Kenny Gajewski as she's dealing with an injury. I guess that I mean, I mean, guess that makes sense, but I, it's still weird. That doesn't make sense. But they're a top guess, eight team. You know what I mean? Like whatever's going on has been working for them this year. That yeah, OSU's I, got a great chance to make it to Oklahoma City for the WCWS this year again. Yeah, I, I know. I, it's it's strange. I, I I was I was just shocked to see those those couple of things in their lineup. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I, I if if there's an injury, I guess. That seems like it would make things way harder on you if you had an injury than easier. Yeah, I know. Like, how would how would it crossing your legs help out an? In, yeah, it's a little odd. I don't know. I don't know. All but that to all say, all, nice to nice performance by OU last night. Tiare Jennings, you know, Jocelyn Allo, I think gets all the praise by the fans, and rightfully so. She's the home mm-hmm. run queen in college softball. I think somehow Tiare Jennings gets overlooked. She is yeah. easily man, easily. One of the best players in college softball. She is excellent. and Just a true sophomore, right? Yeah. Talked about this today, about to release the uh, latest episode with uh, Diamond Envy. But I feel like, at least I fall into this category, maybe others aren't, that Jordy Ball's been so good so quickly that we've almost taken her, taken her for granted. Not that we don't appreciate what she's accomplished, but... I mean, her second start ever, she's mowing down UCLA hitters, who's right. a top-five team in the country. So you've just come to expect now that, oh, she's never going to struggle. She's a true freshman. 
but she's never going to struggle. She's just bound. Every time she comes out there, she's going to be the best pitcher in college softball. Like It's gotten to the point now, I think, where it's more surprising if she gives up a run than if she doesn't allow a, a run all game long. You know, I mean, that's just kind of that's the thought process around here. I, I, I think we forget that this, this girl is still a true freshman. I know. And we take it for granted quite a bit. It's crazy. She's um, she's the most uh, animated or amped up pitcher that I've ever seen. As a now, I've seen like closers that come in and are like that, but I've never seen a starter that has that type of energy all the way through an entire outing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, but here, that seems rare. Here it is rare. Here's a good comp, I think. Um, we talk about true freshman quarterbacks quite a bit and say, uh, I mean, you've never been in that environment, the speed of the game. Like, you know, everything that we say that a true freshman quarterback has to overcome their first year, especially if they're the starter. Well, I think a starting pitcher in college softball is very comparable to a starting quarterback in college football. And does she conduct herself like a wide-eyed freshman? Her first time playing the sport? No. no. Her second ever start, she stared down UCLA and basically struck out their entire lineup. Like this is this is rare. I we, like, we've come to expect greatness with OU, but even this does not this is not normal. This does not happen all the time with the true freshman going out every single time and doing things like this. Yep. This is different, man. Pretty wild. Pretty uh, pretty exceptional stuff, and my guess is it's going to get better and better. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next here from Newcastle Casino. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment, What Caught Teddy's Eye? Let's get to it. Story number one is. First of all, a quick shout out to our friends over at Roof Tech. Uh, if you've had any storm damage, if you have roof leaks, if you've got uh, hail damage and need a full-on roof replacement, give the guys at Roof Tech a call. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, been running the show over there, does an excellent job. Give the guys at Roof Tech a call. Um, did you see those guys, uh, Aaron Judge, slamming the beers at the Rangers game? No, That's but he, he's had a pretty the, eventful week, though, hitting that home run yeah. in Toronto and uh, the, the, the Toronto fan giving the, the, the ball to the Yankees fan. That, that kid got to meet Aaron Judge the next day. He was balling and crying. He's had quite the week, man. He has. I think the, uh, the athletes being at other games – and slamming their beer is my favorite yeah. uh, trend. Bakhtiari, the offensive lineman from the Packers, he's I the think best is, ever. he's the he's the best ever. Aaron Rodgers um, was the worst ever. He took a sip of his wine or his <laughs> whiskey, whatever it was that he was drinking. Um, how about Emory Jones 
getting a nice little NIL deal at really? ASU. Wow. 75K. Wow. Uh, Emory Jones set to receive up to $75,000 in marketing opportunities in a deal with Arizona State's new NIL collective. There you go. Well, I got bad news for him. Uh, one of his better receivers is on campus at OU right now, L.V. Bunkley Shelton. Uh, 33 receptions, 418 yards last year as a freshman. He is currently in the portal, obviously. So, Emory Jones, they've had a lot of transfers away from ASU. Hope you got some targets to throw to. So, are you saying that that guy may transfer to OU? Yeah, according to Parker, OU's got two scholarships available, and they're going to take a receiver, and they're going to take a quarterback, and, and that kid's here today. Huh. All right. Interesting. Um, I thought this was uh, at least noteworthy. I guess Dabo Svini's brother was arrested on uh, charge of charges of sexual exploitation of a minor. Yeah. Not good. Um, I guess that Dabo's dealt with this before uh, with his, his brother, says um, my family's no, no different than anybody else's. Uh, there's some problems there, but I thought that was He got arrested uh, the year they beat Alabama, that first national championship. I think he got arrested in Florida while Clemson was prepping for that game. Stalking. Aggravated stalking in Yikes. Uh, 2016, I believe. I think that's what you were referring to. That's all I got. Yeah, I've got a few here. Uh, first, Kirby Smart. They have a Peach Bowl golf tournament every year at this time um, with current head coaches, with former head coaches. It's just kind of a, you know, just kind of a mesh of that. Um, there was a prank pulled on Kirby Smart, one of my favorite pranks at the golf course. He had the opening tee shot of the tournament, and they put down one of those golf balls that explodes. It just turns <laughs> into dust while he hit it. And uh, I, I wish I could say what he said on camera oh, after he great. hit it, but it was pretty awesome. Anyway. He was interviewed after this golf tournament and, oddly enough, was asked about shows that he likes to watch in his downtime. And he talked about the shows that he watched on Netflix. He says, quote, we've done Ozark, we've done Yellowstone, we've done 1883, and we've done a couple of others recently just trying to look around, but we go with Ozark and Yellowstone mostly. Huh. How relatable is that? I feel like the majority of our listeners, that's kind of right up their wheelhouse. That's pretty good. I'm, frankly, I'm shocked. Is he the only head coach in the entire uh, country that watches television? No, I think Muleshoe does. I think he watches a lot of Ozark because he basically takes after Wendy Bird and how she goes about things. <laughs> <laughs> Mule Shoe is the windy bird of college football. If you ask oh me. my gosh, unbelievable! For anyone that's look uh, at Kirby though, trying to come across as relatable. That's pretty good. Uh, I guess Brian Harson woke up and chose violence today. And granted, he was an offensive coordinator at Boise when this happened. But you know those questions that you see on social media? It's like a picture of an OU helmet, and it says, "Who's the first person that comes to mind when you see this?" As if we haven't sure. had that tweet out 80,000 times in the past two years or so. Anyway, I think Pro Football Focus did it today. Who's the first person that comes to mind? And Brian Harson, currently the head coach at Auburn, quote tweeted with the picture of Ian Johnson 
running into the end zone off the Statue of Liberty against OU in the Fiesta Bowl. So, OU fans didn't wow. have a reason before to hate Brian Harson. Now they do. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's an interesting shot, isn't it? It is an interesting shot, especially whenever you're not the coach there anymore. <laughs> I, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> you're with another team. And they're not Everything even a conference that, rival right now either. Yeah, Everything that you put out there should be about your team and your team only. Wow. I don't know if Low they're blow. in a recruiting battle right now with OU for a kid. I don't feel like they are, but that is a – it's a low blow for a guy that – you better watch out, Harson. You're going to need a job coming up here shortly. I don't think that you need to be slamming anyone out there when you're about to be looking to be an assistant somewhere. Better chill well, out, dude. Just no saying. doubt. Um, Phil Mickelson. Jeez, bud. Woo! $40 million you gambled away from 2010 to 2014. At least that's the report out. He was losing $10 million a year. And I guess he once made 50 bets in 20 minutes in front of a stunned reporter. So talk about not giving a rip about your issue. Oh, 50 bets? In 20 on minutes. what? I, I don't know. <laughs> he just made 50 bets in 20 minutes, and this reporter was completely stunned. That is unbelievable. That is It was un- early season college basketball games. That's degenerate. <sighs> That is wild, man. I don't know how in the world $40 million, $10 million a year. That means that's more like $80 million, yeah. right, after taxes. And maybe that's why he got in trouble because it's tax evasion and stuff. And, wow, that's crazy. Whew. I don't care how much money you make, $40 million a year. Go to a meeting or something. Call the hotline. I, I don't know. Maybe after the first million, call the hotline. It's there for a reason. Yeah, I guess one of the problems is you make so much that it doesn't become that big of an issue. But at some point it will, right? Yeah, some point it will. Hey, last one I have. Um, very, very sad situation that we found out about this morning. Thoughts and prayers to Devontae Lampkin's family after he was found uh after he was found dead, I guess, last night in the Dallas area. Former Sooner, uh, played defensive line for OU, had some big plays throughout his career, but that's incredibly sad. At just 25 years old, he's passed. Yeah, uh, that was brutal. Hated to hear that. Bad news. Way too young. Sad, sad stuff. Man, Man. hate to hear that. Yeah. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number two next here from Newcastle Casino. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two on this Friday, live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we are The Rush. Cavens, they can do everything. I found that out, Teddy. Anything, any help that you need in your house, whether you got some mold, you got some emergency repair, Cavens can help you out. Remodeling, roofing, 
water restoration, and a whole lot more. Give them a call, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612, or cavensconstruction.com. Teddy did give away those tickets at the Newcastle Casino. They are gone. One of our listeners came by and snatched them up. The good news is, sounds like every Thursday at Newcastle Casino, they're going to be giving us some OKC Dodgers tickets to give away, right? Yep, that's right. Um, Every Thursday going to be out here and hopefully going to make this a regular thing because those are really, really good uh, tickets, food and beverage included, um, out there at the left field. Bud Light Park, so good stuff. There was something that was said yesterday that gives me some optimism Texas is ready for the, uh, for the SEC. And it came from their head coach. Steve Sarkeesian, Teddy, has the answer as to what Texas has huh. to do to get ready for the SEC. He says this, quote, We've got to assemble a really good staff. We've got to recruit on a really high level. And then ultimately, we've got to get those players big enough, faster, and stronger, in quotes. <laughs> There's his grand scheme to get Texas back. That's it. Get coaches, recruit well, and develop them. Wow. Why didn't the previous guys think of doing that? It's a pretty good idea. That's it. Yeah. If that's as simple as it, as it is, then what, what is everyone else in the country screwing up? I have right? no idea, but I hope – Man, I, I hope that comment's behind a paywall so no one else sees it, man, especially the Pac-12. You know, one, of the, one of the things he's leaving out is not treating the guy with the Lamborghini NIL deal differently than the other oh. guys on the team. Yeah, right. And that's yeah. going to be a hard one to do. Well, um, there, there's a difference for you is, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and guess the guy with the Lamborghini – is treated a little bit differently than everyone else on the team. And we heard yeah. Ethan Downs just last week say, it doesn't really matter. If you're a scout team player or an assistant coach, Britt Venables talks to everyone the exact same way. It does not matter. There is no status when you're on this football team. Everyone is the same. Right. We'll see. We'll see what uh, Sark does. I think he's done some good things there. but He has? Yeah, I think he's I think he's put together a really good staff. I do. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I think he's I think he's trying to replicate some of what the good programs have been doing in the SEC. But we'll see what happens. It, it's it's always good intentions, right? And you let a couple of things slide. And before you know it, you're so far from where you wanted to be that you can't even recognize it. And I kind of feel like that's what's going to end up happening at Texas. The Instead of setting a new culture, I feel like he's going to fall victim to what Texas's culture has always been sure. around the program. Yeah. yeah, he'll be in the knee. Um, someone asked yesterday if there's a chance Sark could get fired at the end of this year. I I think there is a scenario. I think some things have to happen. I think that they would have to go 5-7 and seven again. I think they'd have to lose to Kansas again. And I also think that Texas might have to move to the SEC next season. It's kind of like a new coaching staff with a fresh start going into that conference. I don't think it's likely they would fire him after two years. 
But uh, the scenario that I just laid out, I, I think that's a road to Texas looking for a new staff after this year. Right. Back-to-back five and sevens, yeah. I don't, I don't think they have to go five and seven. I think if they get absolutely embarrassed by Alabama, if they lose to OU, they lose to Oklahoma State, Baylor. I mean, I, I could see them losing five games. And I think they will lose five games. I have them at seven and five right now. Yeah, I, I think if they lose five games, six games, then I think I think he's in dangerous territory, especially depending on who's out there. Like what what other because Texas loves the hot new coach, yep. right? That everyone's talking about. And if there's someone like that out there, then I think he's. He's in dangerous territory. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got the final hour next.